You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Ten minutes after nine. South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. And uh, you know that every Thursday night between nine o'clock to ten o'clock is the discussion with myself and our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad. Hazrat Malana Salim Karim Damat Barakatum from Lady Smith. I see people are still sending messages about the passing away of our beloved Hazrat Malana Abu Bakr Aku, uh, the son of Islam Aku, the brother of Mufti Muhammad Aku. We had him earlier on just when we started our program. Mufti Sab was, was on and was explaining about the work his beloved brother did, uh, Malana Abu Bakr Aku. And of course, the grandson of Noor and Ibrahim Aku. I see a lot of listeners are still sending messages. Allah Ta'ala grant the marhum Hazrat Mulan Abu Bakr Aku, the highest abode in Jannah, to Firdaus. Amin. Fell his cover with Noorun ala Noor. Amin. And stay safe and take care and uh, grant the family. Sabrun Jamil, inshallah. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbul Alameen. But of course, uh, tonight uh, is uh, a beautiful night. It's the night of Yomul Juma. Our topic is the Sunnah way of dressing in Islam. That's a very, 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 very important, very important topic, my beloved listeners. And I want all of the listeners to sit and tune and listen attentively. My wonderful listeners of Barakah Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You have any questions regarding the topic? Please do send us a, uh, please do send us a message on 084-786-3132. And our topic is the Sunnah way of dressing in Islam. What is the Sunnah way of dressing in Islam? And today you see what's happening, my beloved listeners. You see how we are live. We speak about our youth. We speak about the teens out there. Leave them. Leave them. Look at our, 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 our elderly people, those who are married, the couple, those elderly people, look how they are dressing. My wonderful listeners, Ustad, it's a beautiful night, it's a beautiful evening, welcome to the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Grant us afiyat, Allah grant us tawfiq to spend this night in ibadat, in muraqaba. And all of us have to leave this world. Kullu man alayha faqa Allahumma kfirhu warhamhu wa sakkinhu fil jannah. Allahumma jal qabrahu rawdatan miryadil jannah. Allahumma haasibhu hisabi yasira. Allahumma kfir ummata muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma arham ummata muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma tajawaz an ummati sayyidina muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma barik lana fil maut wa fima baad al maut Allahumma rzukna shahadatan fi sabirik Waj'al mautana fi baladi habibik Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasikun Wa salamun ala al mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Respected listeners Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the best of best deen. And that's the deen of Islam. And Allah has given you and me 
the greatest gift, and that is Iman. Ya muqallibal kulub, tabbit qalbi ala deenik. Oh Allah, you are the possessor of hearts. You are the controller of hearts. Tabbit qalbi ala deenik. Allah, keep my heart steadfast on your deed. Because we are all musafirs in this dunya. Kun fi dunya ka'annaka gharib aw abiru sabili. And ajilu mitawbati qabla al-maut. Make a lot of istighfar before maut overtakes us. So respected brothers, our dua is that Allah take us with Iman, Allah Ta'ala take us with us reciting the kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. And may Allah take us in a way that we are completing or fulfilling a sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you chose a very good topic, Olana. Mm. So what is the sunnah way of dressing? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-ladhina f-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya Bani Adam, Qad Anzalna Alaykum Libasayin Yuwari Sawatikum Warisha Walibasu Taqwa Zalika Khair Zalika Min Ayati Allahi La'allahum Yazzakkaroon Ya Bani Adam, la yaftinannakum ash-shaytanu kama akhraja abawaykum min al-jannah yanzi'wanhuma libasahuma liyuriyahuma sawatihima innahu yarankum huwa wa qabiluhu min haythu la tarawnahum إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا الشَّيَاطِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ لِلَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحياة شعبة من الإيمان صدق الله مولانا الغيب Respected listeners, brothers and sisters in Islam Allah Ta'ala first created insan, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْلِيمِ Allah created insan in the best of manner, in the best of presentation. So Allah Ta'ala wants insan, every action and deed of insan should be beautiful. إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمِيلٌ وَيُحِبُّ الْجَمَالِ so I read to you two ayats of mm-hmm. the Qur'an. <clears throat> and Allah Rabbul Alameen 
is saying to us, dress to please Allah, not to please His creation. Ya Bani Adam, there's three types of the Iman. The greatest gift that Allah can give to us is to cover our private parts. Number two, when you wear clothes, it protects you from cold, from heat. When you wear clothes, it gives you beauty and presentation. Mm. And thirdly, وَلِبَاسُ taqwa ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ And to acquire the quality of taqwa. As I said, after Iman, the first farad is to cover one's body, one's private part. Mm-hmm. And Al-Hayahu Shobatum Min Al-Iman. Allah Pak said, Ya Bani Adam, Qad Anzalna. Alaykum libasai yuwari sawatikum warisha. Ki O children of Adam, we have bestowed raiment upon you, clothing upon you, to cover your shame, as well as to be an adornment to you. Walibasu taqwa zalika khayr, but the clothing or raiment of righteousness, that is the best. Such are among the signs of Allah that they may receive admonition. Ya Bani Adama qad anzalna alaykum libasan yuari sawatikum so that you could cover your private part. And also, through the means of wearing clothing, Allah will give you beauty. You can beautify yourself. But the best clothing is taqwa, zalika khair. That is the best for us. Zalika min ayatillah. It's a sign of Allah for those who ponder and for those who think. Ya Bani Adam, la yaftinannakum shaytanu kama akhraja abawaykum min al-jannah. O children of Adam, don't let shaitan deceive you as he tempted your parents out of paradise. Yanziwan huma libasahuma and caused them the cover to be removed in order to expose their nakedness. Surely he and his soldiers watch you from where you cannot. We have made the devil friends of those who disbelieve. The respected brothers, Allah Ta'ala in the Quran is saying to us, don't follow shaitan, because this is what shaitan wants, nudity. And unfortunately, at the rate we are carrying on, let's look at some of the beautiful hadiths. Hadrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala says, 
that women who are naked, even though they are wearing clothes, go astray and make others go astray. And they will not enter Jannah. <laughs> and they will not find its fragrance, its scent. Ya Allah. And its sweetness is experienced from as far as the distance traveled in 500 years. Allah, the fragrance of Jannah, you'll be able to smell it 500 years of Musafat. Can you imagine? <laughs> So it's a warning, it's a, such a strong warning that women who are naked, even though they are wearing clothing, the sign of Qiyamah, today look at the dress code, Mulana. It is see-through. <laughs> you can see every shape of the body, every curve of the body. They're wearing clothes, but they are naked. Allah They go astray and make others go astray. What is the punishment that they will not enter Jannah? Love. Was that somebody? somebody? How will they find its fragrance <laughs> and its scent? And its fragrance is experienced from as far as the distance traveled in 500 years. In other words, they will not get the smell of the fragrance of Jannah. Was that somebody is asking from Cape Town? Then how? Then how did the Sahaba used to dress at that time? They also didn't have clothes. Anonymous brother from Cape Town, Ustad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, in the beginning, Sahaba Kiram, Allah ta'ala gave them a very simple life. Uh-huh. They used to wear clothes after skinning the animal. They would make and inshallah wear clothing. That's why in the beginning of Islam, when it came to the day of Jumu'ah, it was farad for the men to take ghusl. Because they didn't have cotton and modern material like how we have today. Sahabai Kiram lived a very simple life. Their clothes may weigh out of wool. And can you imagine the heat and the sweat? Mm. So in the beginning of Islam, it was faraz and wajib to make ghusl before you come to form Jumma'a Salah. Yet when Islam spread, when Sahabai Kiram went out to Syria, they went out to Iran. They went out to different countries to trade. They went to China. They came back with material, alhamdulillah. Then Rasulullah reversed through the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that taking a shower before Juma, taking a bath before Juma is no more farz now. It is optional and sunnah. So sahaba Kiram dressed very simple. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam Alhamdulillah, innal bazaazata minal iman, simplicity is part of our iman. Number two, now we are looking at what is happening. These are all the signs of Qiyamah. And we can see clearly what is happening. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, made a dua, and I think I quoted you this incident some time back, that if we just follow the sharia and you respect this body, Allah gave you this body as an amanat. It doesn't belong to you. There are rules. How is it that we keep our money and our diamonds and gold and gold coins very secret and very protected? And this human body that Allah gave as an amanat, 
We treat it as dirt. Doesn't make sense, Mawlana. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam one day was seated with Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and an elderly lady was riding on a mule. And that mule somewhat tripped and fell. Mm-hmm. And the lady fell off the mule. And her stutter got exposed. Her thighs. She was wearing a sarawil. She was wearing an inner pants. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa immediately turned his face away. Mm. And made dua three times. For the women of this ummah, Allah give barakah to the women of this ummah who wear a sarawil. Because their body is covered, their legs are covered. Number one. Number two, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, You guarantee me that you will look after two pieces of flesh in your body. And I will guarantee you jannah. One is the piece of flesh between your lips, which is your tongue, and one is between your legs, which is your private part. I just stand guaranteed in the course of Allah for Jannah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's ahadith it is a man of fitna. And the worry of Rasulullah, just imagine 1400 years ago what Rasulullah said. After me, I have not left any affliction more harmful to men than women. It's a great test. The moment you set foot out of your house, it's a woman in front of you. In the bus, there's a woman. In the taxi, there's a woman. In your workplace, there's a woman. In the bazaar, there's a woman. At the counter, there's a woman. And they are dressed to kill because it's their job. And what did Allah say to you and me, Mawlana? Mm-hmm. Say to the believing men to lower your gaze. Say to the believing believing women to lower their gaze. Guna me zillat You commit a guna. It just brings disgrace upon you. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, My worry after me, I have left, I have not left, any affliction more harmful to men than women. <clears throat> and Allah Ta'ala has addressed the dress code for women through Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu kulli azwajik wa banatik wa nisa'il mu'mineen yudhanina alayhinna min jarabibihin that they should draw their jilbab over their bodies. Because the Munafikin used to sit on the street gutters and pass remarks and flirt at the Muslim women that are walking past. So obviously it happens today. There's a beautiful woman, somebody is passing a comment, somebody is staring. Staring at a woman. Normally when you do some other things, it gives you some pleasure. But staring at a woman, it has got no taste in it. Mm. Remember the guna of it, Molana. It takes away the sweetness of your iman. And a person was a hafizul Quran. Molana, he had this bad habit. Staring at women. A time came when he forgot his whole Quran. That's the punishment. 
So let's, inshallah, come back to the sunnah of Rasulullah, the important thing. The Quran is talking about two things. Cover your private parts and acquire the quality of taqwa. Every country has its own tradition. As far as men are concerned, Rasulullah said, wear your pants above your ankles. Mm. And whatever is below that ankle will burn in the fire of the hand. Wear loose-fitting clothing. Do not expose your body. For men from above the navel to below the knee must be covered as far as at all times. And for women, the entire body is has to be covered. Islam has a code of life, a code of dress. Huzul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved the color white. Rasulullah mm. said to men, don't wear bright colors, especially bright yellow. Sometimes you'll find a person walking with a bright yellow t-shirt or neon colored t-shirt in the masjid. That's not the sunnah of Rasulullah. Some men wear such tight jeans, Mulana. You can see every curve of their bum. Sorry to use the word. Astaghfirullah, ya Allah. But the back is exposed. No, the back is accepted. It's all part of the No concept of party, discipline, and other when we come and stand in front of Allah. When I'm going to meet the bank manager, I've got a suit and tie. Yeah, I've got a waistcoat. But my shoes are polished. Everything is to the T. And when I come to meet my Allah and talk to my Rabb, I'm dressed like a hobo. Mm-hmm. Fear Allah Rabbul Alameen. Cleanliness is half of Iman. It's godliness. So coming back to the code of dress. So, 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 Ustad, there's a listener from Swaziland. So then how yeah. should we dress for our husbands, Ustad? Yes, Mulana. Dress the best for your husband. See, Mahana, in the four walls of your bedroom, do what you want. They can have some sharam. Mm-hmm. There's a new concept out now, Mahana. They say you must sleep naked. It's very good for health. No, start. Come on, man. Yeah. That's a Western way of thinking, and some of our people are doing it too. Astaghfirullah. Allah Ta'ala has appointed two angels to look after you. Whole night and whole day. The moment you are in the state of nudity or you're taking a shower, your clothes are off, they take leave and go. Imagine how vulnerable you become to shayateen. Sure. Shayateen won't leave us for a second. It will destroy us. And you, imagine moth comes in that state. Morana. See some of the pajamas that we wear, the PJs. Now summer is coming, you must see the types of pajamas we are wearing. But when it comes to husband and wife, it's a very... Beautiful relationship, Rana. There must be a chemistry between husband and wife. There must be some happiness. There must be perfume. There must be romance. There must be, inshallah, ladies, foreplay. As long as it's in within the confines of your bedroom, it's for your husband's eyes and for your eyes, not for anybody else in the house or outsiders or public. So the brother is asked a fair question. Your wife wants to model for you if she wants to be Miss Universe in the bedroom for you, mashallah. Give her compliments. And likewise, you as a husband, you also need to dress properly. 
You also need to look neat and tidy. Your personal hygiene must be up to the standard. Islam is about cleanliness. Islam is about presentation. Mm. Allah is beauty. Allah Ta'ala loves what is beautiful. Do your beauty with beauty. I hope that answers the question for the brother. Mm. And we always give this nasihat, Mulana, when your husband comes from work. But he's tired. Maybe he's frustrated. Maybe he's depressed. Mm-hmm. But Alhamdulillah, you as a wife, you have taken a shower, you have taken a bath. You have put your best clothes on. Alhamdulillah. Murana, I want to see one day. Mm. They said, you see, women folk, long before the wedding can, even the date can be set, they're already busy, worried about the outfit. What type of outfit? Nobody else must have that outfit. And then you'll fight with the husband. I must have that outfit. Your husband is not working. I'm not saying all of us do this. But let's be realistic. If you got a new set of clothes and you wore it once, so now it's gone old. There are so many sisters and brothers. During the time of Rasulullah, the wives of Rasulullah used to borrow each other clothing and jewelry. Mm-hmm. So let's follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So come, let, let, let's look at what Nabi Karim sallallahu uh-huh. alayhi wa sallam. Uh-huh. When you wear new clothes, uh-huh. what dua must you read, Mulana? Sure. Alhamdulillahi alladhi katani ma wari bihi awrati wa atajammalu bihi fi hayat. And when you wear new clothes, do we follow the sunnah of the Prophet When you and I wear new clothes, thereafter the instruction from Rasulullah is give your old clothes in charity, in life and death. What's the reward? He will be in the protection and care of Allah. See how much of clothing we have. Open our cupboards and see how much of clothing you have. Hudu sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam just had a few outfits. We have dozens of it. This is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that when Allah gives you tawfiq and you wear the best clothing or a new set of clothing, read this dua. All praise is due to Allah who's given me tawfiq to wear clothes with which I say, God, my private part, and I beautify myself in my life. There's nothing wrong. Wear the best of clothing. Okay? But do not wear clothes to both, to compare with each other. And when you buy a new set of clothes, the old set, give it out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether you are alive or you are dead, the sawab that you will give and you will receive if you will get protection and care from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq, Murana. You know who is a kamil mu'min? A kamil mu'min whose akhlaq is the best. Don't judge people. In Allah la yanzuru ila suwarikum wa la ila amwalikum. Allah, 
in one riwayat ila qulubikum rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not look at your wealth or your prettiness or your handsomeness allah ta'ala looks at your near and at your heart that that heart has the love for allah and his rasul so let's revive the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam women wear your niqab wear your hijab wear your jilbab wear your chadar cover your body if you have to go out out of necessity alhamdulillah because that beauty that allah has given you is solely for your husband not for public view and so much of punishment that a woman who applies perfume and leaves the house or she wears jewelry that's got jingling sound in it as you walk you can hear those, those pieces of jewelry knocking into each other it's creating a sound it's drawing and attracting interest mm. somebody wants to give a second look where is the sound coming from where is this perfume coming yes yes ustad it is a weapon of shaitan get for your husband put the most beautiful perfume in your house alhamdulillah great and what's the perfume of men that is got strong smell but no color and the perfume of women that it has color and it doesn't have a strong smell so look at hina and look at mehndi it gives you a bright red color or bright orange color or black color but it doesn't got a strong smell that it can draw attention Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala used to rub perfume on the body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She used to rub perfume on the ihram of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. That's the problem that we face one is that the tight fitting clothing that our mothers and sisters some of them who are wearing and one I've never seen foolish people like in this zamana your body and your clothes supposed to hide your sutra now you came out with this new type of jeans molana it got it's cut and broken everywhere you can see the part mm. of the body but if you go back into the history of how this levis jeans came into existence molana those italian people who used to work in the railways it's hard job picking up the steel and the train and the coal and all that goes when you go to the station you see all those people working so hard they used to wear that thick material see they can wear it for days <laughs> those ordinary labors used to wear it today it has become the fashion of the world man tashabbaha biqaumin fa huwa min whoever you shall imitate on the day of kiamah allah will resurrect you Ustad, there's a there's a there's a sister wants to know Ustad from uh, Heidelberg that uh, can I just put my nighty on and read my Isha Salah, but of course I'm naked inside. Is it permissible, Ustad? Well, we don't have sharm, we don't have fear of Allah. We must dress modestly because you're standing in front of Allah Rabbul Alamin. We must have that amount of modesty in us that we are fully clothed because I'm standing in front of my Allah. He, So that's the correct way. It's an incorrect way to put your nightie and then just put a, a, a burqa on top and start reading your namaz. See, 
Your namaz will be ada, but it will be makruh. Some of ulama will say it's not accepted. Mm. So the best way is to be dressed properly Islamically. Put your burqa on or your niqab on or whatever it is and read your salah. Your clothes must be, inshallah, perfect. Your sujood must be perfect. Your wudu must be perfect. Your ghusl must be perfect. So if the sister is asking that question, it is not allowed to read your namaz in that fashion. Inshallah, put on your normal clothes and put your burqa on and read your salah and make sure that your hair is all covered, not a single hair is exposed. Mm. Then that namaz is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've got another question by the name, uh, there's a, I think he's a youngster, Nazir. Uh, he says, my name is Nazir, I'm listening to you guys. Uh, I did not know to put tight jeans, it's not permissible. So he wants to know, Ustad, uh, should you put a tight jeans, loose jeans, loose footings or what? Uh, many people are listening, Ustad. Well, as I said to you, the jeans that we wear has become a fashion of the kufar. Bottom line, whether you wear the jeans inside, and you camouflage it with a kurta or you camouflage it with an abaya. It's the same thing. Mm. You know, Imam Shafi Rahmatullah said, you know, if you want good health, take hotel quite often, take a shower. Somebody's coming now. Inshallah, keep your body fresh that you can focus in ibadat and zikrullah. Imam Shafi Rahmatullah said, if you want good health, take a shower frequently. Number two, wear cotton and loose-fitting clothing. Allahu Akbar. Ask those people who wear clothes that's made out of pure cotton how comfortable it is in summer. Now, we want to wear nylon. We want to wear all the... Yes, Morana, the other thing I want to bring to our attention. Uh-huh. Our you know what is Sunnah way? Uh-huh. Some of us, or most of us, we're wearing this silk shirt and silk ties. Yes, Ustad. That is absolutely haram. Silk is haram for men. Whether it's a shirt, whether it's a tie, or any other garment that is made out of silk. Full silk. It is haram for men to wear silk. Number two, it is haram for men to wear gold rings and gold chains. You think it has become a fashion of the youth now. I want to show my wealth. Now the worst part is Allah's lanat and curse is on those men who imitate women. Now men are growing big hair and they're making ponytails in the back. Mm. They're wearing earrings, Molana. Not one. Gee, they're putting three, four. That whole earlobe, gee, has got studs here. The women are doing the same thing. What are we? La tabdila li khalfillah. What Allah gave to you. <coughs> Don't change it. So men are wearing silk clothing. Some of us are wearing silk socks. <laughs> it's absolutely not good, Molana. You suffer from athlete feet. Your feet need to breathe. Yes. Wash your feet. Wipe in between. Ask the doctors. They will tell you. And most of us don't want to wipe our toes in between. And then you want to know where you're getting this fungal infection and athlete feet. It smells. Is it disturbing to your wife? Is it disturbing to the people in the masjid? You find people peeling that dead skin and leaving it on that musalla. Despicable. Why don't you do that in your house? But no, we want to come and do all the filthy things in the masjid. Yeah. 
as the person asked the question, these are some of the things we are saying. What's the sunnah way? Just be dressed, just be dressed simple. Alhamdulillah. Dressed in white, alhamdulillah. Fancy colors are not allowed for men. So, Ustad, there's another message that came in, says, uh, is it permissible for women to wear tights under the cloak when going out of the house, Ustad? Well, then again, I'm saying, what is comfortable? Is that comfortable, Mona? You want to compress all the blood, only from a health point of view. Ah. Tight clothing. Ask the doctors who will tell you, you know, the, the, how bad it is for health to restrict the flow of blood to the entire body. That is one. Number two, Morana, whether you hide it with an abaya, when you are going to walk, you are going to stretch, when you are going to get off the car, your legs are going to get exposed. That abaya is an open abaya, some of it. Some of them has got buttons that you may be loose. You can see, actually, the lady is wearing a jean. So who are we trying to fool? Are we trying to fool Allah, Rabbul Alameen? Why don't we just wear something that is comfortable, something that is, inshallah, that will protect your integrity and your interest? And who do I want to go and show my legs to? So the sister is asking the question, as I'm saying, it is best. Let's follow the sunnah. We are Sarawil. See, mashallah, the sisters from Pakistan and India, they stitch their Sarawil, <laughs> the pants that they wear. It takes about six meters of material. Five meters of material, it is comfortable. They can sit on the floor. Mashallah, they can read their salah. It's comfortable. See, inshallah, there is no part of their body is exposed. <laughs> and Rasulullah made dua for the ummah of the, the women of the ummah. See, Allahumma barik. Allah give barakah to the women of my ummah who wear a sarawil. Mm, That's the best thing to wear. That's the sunnah dress for women, Murana. Not jeans. Who do I want to show my legs to? Yes. No, I want, because Murana, I'm going to the gym. You see, now the women are going to the gym too, mashallah. They got male instructors. Stuff That's why her hands. He's holding her hands. He's holding her legs. It's haram. Haram. Ghayr mahram. What are you doing in the gym? Even if you're a woman that addressed there, gee, un-Islamic, it's haram for you to go there. Sure. Even look at them in the position, <laughs> in, the, in the dress output that they are in the gym. Every part and tour of their body is shown. What are we doing? No, so I got to show my biceps, Mulana. I got to show my bum. I got to show my thighs. <laughs> I got to show my calves. SubhanAllah. For who? To attack Satan? To attack Fitna? No. Alhamdulillah, Islam has given us a beautiful code of life. All I'm saying is respect, brothers. I'm not saying all the sisters are doing that. And the sound a warning to those parents who go voluntarily and give them money to go and buy these types of outfits and clothing where they show their private parts, they show their body. On the day of Qiyamah, you and I will be equally punished by Allah for allowing this and promoting this. That halal money you earned, Allah is going to ask you how you earned it, where yes. you spent it, and on whom you spent. Do you think you and I have the guts to answer those questions? Yes. Why bring this burden upon us? Let there be simplicity in our Yes. Yes. yes, be beautiful. Alhamdulillah, Islam doesn't stop you. Ustad, listen, Ustad, listen to this one. Uh, there's a brother from Cape Town, Buta Yunus. Uh, he says, but Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he used to wear lungi. 
Isn't his honor was exposed also? Astaghfirullah, brother Buta, you know to start. I think the brother didn't go for Umrah. He doesn't know how to tie a lungi and he doesn't know how to tie an ihram. Subhanallah, Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to wear an ihram. In one riwayat, it comes that Rasulullah wore a loincloth. Uh-huh. None of this way to tie it. Uh-huh. Obviously, if you are not going to tie it properly and you're not going to sit properly, uh-huh. then it's obvious that your satar will get exposed. Many times you see the brothers who are in ihram and in the bus. Because they're not used to wear an ihram, the legs are exposed. Sometimes the satar is exposed. The private parts are exposed. Mm. So even before we go for umrah or hajj, try and practice how to tie the ihram properly. Ask somebody who's got experience, Molana, so that when you tie your ihram, your legs or your private parts will not be exposed. So the brother, unfortunately, maybe he has no idea of how the ihram or how a loincloth or a lungi is tied. There's many ways to tie it. Your satar will never, ever get exposed if you know how to tie it properly. Yeah, Ya Allah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Ustaz, there's so many questions coming in. Somebody says here, uh, are you saying human not allowed to train with a human? But of course, Mulana Salim, only human. But we all are dressing with tight fittings. Ustaz. Haram. Sure. It is even haram for a woman to dress or undress in front. Even a mother cannot undress in front of a daughter and a daughter cannot undress in front of a mother. Haq. Mm. When you're giving birth, Molana, you know, Sharia is so strict when it comes to your satar and your private part. Mm-hmm. That only the midwife is allowed to see because he needs to deliver that baby. Indeed. Not to make the woman completely stark naked. There's a parda, there's a sheet that has to be covered. Yes, the area where the baby will be born from can be exposed. And only one person, preferably, and if there's a need for a nurse to help, that's a different thing. We think it's a joke, Molana. Mm. These people who go to this private school, they have a common cloakroom. The boys are all taking shower half naked. All of them are bathing together. Yes. They've got 10 showers there. Yes. Likewise, yes. the girls, they've got 10 showers. Mm. Then you want to know why my husband became a gay? Why my daughters become a lesbian? What are we doing, Molana? Sure. Where's the concept of hijab mm-hmm. and parza and satar? <coughs> Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wallahi, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala said, Wallahi, I never saw the private parts of Rasulullah. Mm. Nor did Rasulullah see my private parts. Subhanallah. Look at the sharam and haya and modesty. So you ask the question, there's a woman, mashaAllah, she is the trainer and she's training you. If you read your namaz according to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you walk about, you do some stretch exercise at home. Marana, why can't we do all these exercises at home? No. Because it, it's a style. I've got to buy that special outfit. Gee, I need that water bottle. It must be a stylish branded water bottle. It must be a special type of a liquid that I'm drinking. Subhanallah. I must have my hair combed backwards. What are we doing? Who are we showing, Molana? Let's not fool ourselves. You can do the same exercise and get the same result in the gym at home. Alhamdulillah, in the privacy of your home, subhanallah, do all the exercise you want. Now, you heard this new style, Molana, Taibo dancing. Yes, Ustad. 
they put that music full blast. See, and they say, no, we, we're doing exercise. See how Satan covers this whole thing, Olana. <laughs> Actually, they're getting pagal, you know, with the, the drum beat. See, they're jumping from one corner to the other corner. See, and we say, no, we're doing exercise because the music is fully blasted, Olana. There's a special type of music they play. See, so that Satan makes you jump. See, Satan is so excited. I don't have to do the damage. Olana. Don't let shaitan get the better of us. I'm saying Islam has the best way, the natural way. And if we really study the ahadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we can achieve the best in the world. Mm. Why do we have to imitate the West? This is my question. It is sunnah to walk. If you want good health, walk on grass, bare feet. It will strengthen your eyesight. After you have meal, take 40 steps, walk. If you can walk two kilometers, inshallah, great stamina. You get straight, good exercise for the body, good circulation of the blood. You can burn all the calories you want. But no, it has to be in a specific gym where they give you special food, special attention. And then when you go home, see, Allah, and now the husband is worried, where's my wife? My wife is not home. The food is not cooked. Children are not picked up from school and madrasa. The home uh, domestic work is not completed because obviously the wife is not there. Her priorities are elsewhere. And I'm not saying all the sisters who do this, there are some who do this. And that's why we have all these problems in marriages. The question of trust. Sometimes there's a gym where there's men and women together. See? Sometimes if we, we get bluffed. We say, no, this is only for women. Only ladies allowed here. <clears throat> so you, you mean we can't do the same exercise if we dress normally? The loose footing clothing and do all the press ups, whatever they have to do, they run up to the weightlifting. Do so we have to wear the tight clothes and expose our bodies? Allah <laughs> make it easy, Murana. Come back again, Murana. One more thing I want to bring, highlight because we're talking about mm. the similar way of dressing. Camel hump headscarf. Yes, Ustad. Yes. You wear this beehive type of a hair. They comb it back and on top it's like a hump of the camel. Farmaya. They will be in the last of my ummah. Scantily dressed woman. Here it happening in the gyms, in the bazaar. Signs of Ayamat. They will be in the last of my ummah. Scantily dressed woman, their hair on the top of their head like a camel's hump. Curse them. Sure. Really, they are cursed by Allah. Now, this is again Mulana fashion. Allah Ta'ala has given the beauty of a woman is in her hair. Her hair should be protected and concealed, not a single hair of hers must be exposed. But here is it because it's now the new fashion. Women are cutting their hair bob style. They're cutting it in steps. Remember, the woman that's doing the, the work at the salon is equally gunegar in the eyes of Allah. Every cent she charges you is haram. She can't use that money because this profession is haram. Yes, if your hair is falling and the doctor says you need to cut the split ends in the bottom of the hair, Alhamdulillah, guys, but collect that hair and bury it. 
Don't throw it in the bin there by the salon. Yeah. But now it's about fashion. Gee, how? What is the latest fashion in Paris, in London? Gee, I have to follow that. So, the beauty of a woman is in her long hair. In the olden days, you could see our mothers and our sisters, mashallah, they took great pride in their hair. See? But today, because it's the fashion, I want to cut my hair. And now the same sister was in, in Nepal, mashallah. Now when she gets married, the husband says, no, I don't want this long hair yet, this Tokyo. Please cut your hair. I want you to look more pretty. So she goes and does that. All her life, she followed chariot. She kept to the sunnah. And yeah, when she gets married, the husband says, no, you're old-fashioned. I need you to cut your hair. So respected brothers again for our sisters, please, for Allah's sake, don't wear this hairstyle of having a hump, like a beehive sort of a haircut. Ustad, there's, there's, there's a sister from, uh, I'm reading the question is, I'm speaking to you, sister from Masgrave. Uh, she says, I'm listening to you guys' uh, show this evening. Uh, I'm a sister in Parda. Uh, there's a new swim outfit for this, a new swim outfit, outfit for the sisters in Parda. We normally go to the beachfront and swim with that outfit. It's a Parda outfit. Uh, Ustad. Again, Satan is Joker. Sure. Satan is now playing tricks. It is sunnah to swim, to teach your children to swim. It is sunnah to teach your children to swim. It is sunnah to teach your children horse riding. It is sunnah to teach your children archery. It is sunnah to teach your children wrestling. This outfit that they say, you know, is Sharia compliant. First of all, we're not supposed to go out of our homes dressed like that, where there's public. You can wear whatever you want, but you are exposing, especially when your body is wet, Molana, and when that outfit is wet, somehow or the other, it will show the figure of your body. And again, I'm saying, if you go out in that fashion, you're inviting the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, at home, if you have an indoor pool, a lot of our brothers and sisters have that. And inshallah, the mothers and sisters want to learn swim. It's good for the exercise. It's cardio exercise. Alhamdulillah, please do so. Someday in your house, in the privacy of your home, make sure there's no ghayr mahram present there. It's only you and your daughters and mothers, inshallah, and preferably all the ladies of the house. The men folks should excuse themselves. Let the ladies be there. So they are, alhamdulillah, comfortable. But to go out on the beach and wear the best outfit and say that I'm wearing a niqab or uh, the new suit that they have designed that is according to Sharia, absolutely haram and not permissible. In the eyes of Allah Ta'ala, you're inviting the wrath and curse of Allah Ta'ala. <laughs> so best not to do that, inshallah. Yes, it's different. If you are going to a private beach, there's nobody there, it's you and your husband. Alhamdulillah, or your family, your immediate family. Inshallah, you can still wear a loose-fitting abaya, a loose-fitting clothing, alhamdulillah, play in the water. No problem. But no, as I said to you, it has become a fashion. And the way everything, we don't want to follow Sharia. We want to change Sharia according to our passion and desire. That's the problem. Mm. So, sister who made this question, Murana, obviously, the answer is very clear. 
even you can weigh that halal food that is made or permissible, uh, what you call swimming costume, and it fits the criteria, then too it is not permissible and jais for women to wear that type of outfit. <laughs> Allah Akbar. Ustad, we're going to leave it there. Yeah, I know. Listen to this last hadith. A woman mm-hmm. who reveals her body or even wears tight-fitting clothes mm. won't come within 500 years of the fragrance of Jannah. No, no. These are serious ahadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine I'm reading namaz and going for umrah and going for hajj and making zikrullah and then I go and spoil my entire ibadah with this type of activity, which is optional. Yeah. And the new thing also, Murana, the women are riding horses. <coughs> it is not just for women to ride horses. Yes, you look after the horse, you groom the horse. Alhamdulillah. Feed the horse. Great sawab. Allah will give you the sawab of siyad. But it's not the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not the Sahabiyas of Rasulullah. Yes, they rode on a camel. That too, the camel had a hole that means like a box on top, and they would sit inside. They would not physically ride the camel. <coughs> would not ride the horse. Malana, have you seen a person with a master on the horse, and that horse gallops? Malana, the person is standing on the on the on the on the on the, on the stool, saddles there, and the body is moving, the head, the chest, the body. <coughs> Imagine a woman has to sit on a horse. Every part of her body will be shaking. Where's the parda again? Mm-hmm. You're wearing an abaya. You can wear something. You can get hurt. You can stretch and tear your arms. I mean, you can tear your muscles. So many things can happen. Jihad is for men. Women have different responsibilities. Yes, mm-hmm. they can help during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The mock of jihad. Some of the ladies have helped the Sahaba Ikram who were injured. Yes. That's a different matter now. But you find some of the sisters are getting big shock to ride horses. And some of them have fell and mm. hurt themselves so badly. Some of them mm. are paralyzed. Down, Monana. Some of them have to go for plastic surgery. Because when a horse gets frightened, Monana, it can throw you. You can be the best rider. Gee, it will throw you. So it's not easy to ride a horse. It's an art of riding a horse. And this Allah has given to men. You need to be strong. You need to be athletic. You need to be muscular. You must know how to control. This requires a lot of technique and a lot of practice. Mm. So this sport is not for women. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah, I, I, I see there are so many questions to start, somebody says, but of course time is up, <laughs> maybe we should continue this uh, topic to start on Saturday morning, a lady dressing and showing her ankles to start. Her ankles must be covered, Mulana. Yeah. that's the beauty of a female, Mulana. Mm. you know, this Zamana, women should wear stockings, or uh-huh. wear socks so that they cover their feet, Iblis. Shaitan, Jinnat, Jadu, Seher, the Asr starts from either the feet or the hair. Mm. When I ask all the people, all these ulama who deal with Jadu and Seher, where it starts, see, I just need one strand of your hair, Molana, and I will send you seven heavens high. See? So, in this zamana of fitna, it is best for women to cover their feet. Inshallah. There's more, there's more parda in it, more safety and more security. Mm. Because the beauty of a woman also is in her feet. 
Seven minutes up to ten, I will be sending the podcast out. I see there's a lot of listeners from uh, overseas as well. They want the podcast, so I will be sending it out. But of course, well, well advised from our beloved, honorable, respected Fadila Tulisat. Of course, we need to check our dressing. Ask yourself, are we dressing according to Islam? Yes or no, my beloved listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. Time for me to love you and live in this beautiful evening. See you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program, As Safina to Ilal Jalla. From myself and her, and of course, Brother Lokolo, Allahumma Hadina, Wahdibina, Wahdina, Sajamia. Assalamu alaikum, wa rahmatullahi, wa barakatuh.